All right. Welcome to 2020. We've made it another decade. So crazy. We have made it into our, is this our third year of dating? Yeah. Third year of dating. And we're getting married this year. Yes. This is our last year as fiancés and your last year as a Gates. Yep. And we are really excited to have you guys with us. And yes, we're we here. hope you had such a good New Year's. Yes. I hope you rang it in the way you wanted to. Adam and I rang it in by sitting on the couch and watching Chinese food. It was everything I ever wanted. We didn't wanted. watch Chinese food. We ate it. Oh, did I say watch Chinese Yeah, you did. <laughs> <laughs> we had champagne. We watched the ball drop and then ate some Chinese food. And here we are starting our... You're it was perfect. We've had every type of ringing in the new year in the past three years we've been together. And this was the year that we chilled. I liked it. Well, we traveled every weekend this month. Yeah. We were all over the place and it just puts a toll on you. And, and we saw a lot of you at the airport. And I just want to say thank you so much for everyone that stopped us and said that you're listening and that you really care about the show. We really care about you guys. And I just, it made me really happy. Yeah. I like it's weird. Someone said, I was walking, I think we were with me. I think you were, yeah. And we were going to Branson and someone just said, Adam. And I looked and she's like, I just, I just listened to date night Aww. and she says, keep it up. And then give me a thumbs up. I was like, that's cool. I love that. Yeah. Well, speaking of date night, Adam and I have been talking about what we want date night to be in 2020. And we love that everybody listens and tells their stories to us and what they want us to talk about. And we don't want to limit this podcast to just dating. We're out of dating, but we love to hear your stories. We want date night to be a discussion that you would have with your friends, your family, or significant other over a meal or a glass of wine, because you really are at this point like family to us, especially our friends. So we want to have cool guests on this year to talk about business, health, life struggles and how to overcome them and just like everything in between. So all the above. you guys are so, so important to us and we just want to leave an open seat for any topic that you guys want to talk about. And don't be afraid. If you ever see us in the airport or if you ever see us out and about, please stop and say hello and do not apologize. It is unless we're in the middle of a eating dinner. Well, that's okay, too, if it's like Chick-fil-A, you know? <laughs> Noted. <laughs> but we love, love, love um, talking to you guys. It's just, it makes it so surreal, you know? Yeah, I totally agree. And don't be afraid to tell us what you want to hear. But um, today, can you do you have any clue what we're talking about today? How about we talk about New Year's resolutions? I dig it. Okay. I think that's... Good. And I think more or less, not resolutions, but maybe goals. I think a lot of people start off the year, like for example, gyms and gym memberships, they have the highest um, membership rates yeah. or the higher membership numbers in the first three months of the year. Right. And then you kind of fall off the boat. Right. And it's like, you know, you have some people right around like October, November who are ready to finish out the year strong, go, go, go. And then you have some people who are checked out. Like when June comes around, you're like, peace, I'm done. Yeah, totally. And you're right. It's not just about resolutions. It's about making those goals and making it happen, you know? Oh, for sure. You and have to. I haven't always been good at that. But this year, I'm going to really, really try. And it's just the first week. So if you're not listening to this until much later, you can always start. It doesn't have to be the day one of the new year, you know? Yeah. I think it's a good benchmark. And more or less, you just have to make sure... When you do it, you just keep setting pace, set pace, For set sure. pace, set pace, and just go, 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 go. And, you know, I asked a lot of people, I say you know a lot. I need it. That's a New Year's resolution to mm. not say you know. <laughs> I'm sorry. You're but, not the only one, by the way. So many people say you know all the yes, time. Yes. It's such a, it's almost saying like and saying, uh, it's like, um. you know, um, yes, all the above. I would say, yeah, the second most common besides like is you know. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I asked Instagram what their New Year's resolutions were and what their goals were to uh, getting there, to keep their resolutions, to stick with it, or just what their goals were in general. We don't even have to call it a resolution. But a lot of them, surprisingly, was self-love. Hmm. And really, it may your resolution may not have anything to do with you changing. It may just be loving who you are 
authentically are. And I read through so many people's resolutions that they sent to me, and some of them just went to love themselves. And I think that might be the hardest resolution there is. Very. It's very, very hard. Even as a man, it's very hard for us to admit and to you know, get that self-love because we're always used to loving other people and taking care of them. And I personally think it's just more difficult for men to, you know, get that. But more or less, especially when you're a woman and you've gone through a bad breakup, you know, you have to, I just said, you know, (laughs) you have to make sure that you are 100% invested in yourself, self-love, self-care. I mean, it doesn't even have to do with the breakup. No. I think it's hard for people in a relationship. I think it's hard for people that are satisfied being singles you know, there's a lot. So I I think it's really hard and I'm, I don't have the answer to how to love yourself more or better or at all, but I think it's a good start to try to. Sure, yeah. So I'm just going to read off some of the resolutions that I have in my inbox from you guys. And Adam, let me know what you think and all chime right. in if you share the same. And Kevin, you too, if you, if you uh, hear some that you're going to do too. <laughs> Will do. Okay, Dylan, you know, Hannah G and Dylan. Dylan said he says no cheese for the new year. Oh. <laughs> That's too hard for me. You know you know what's weird is uh, there was an article I read that said as you get older, you become more and more lactose intolerant. I believe that. I, I cannot eat ice cream without like blowing yeah, yeah, yeah. up at this yeah, point. Yeah, like when we go to Andy's, um, yeah. I kind of feel some type of way. That's why I usually go to like Froyo, but I have that sweet tooth craving for Andy's so shout out to Andy's (laughs) and um I think that um when I started to cut out I only will have cheese in certain instances but when you take it out of your diet you notice you really do and and milk and if you replace milk with almond milk it's a really big game changer we got our friend Matt and Morgan Brunson on on um, almond almond milk milk. Adam's like let's let's he's so hooked he was like I've never had it my whole life and this guy's 30 years old he's like I've never had almond milk yeah and I never had almond milk till I was with you did you know that um now I do yeah I'm all on board with the almond milk (laughs) yes I like the unsweet I'm like the semi I could do the semi-sweet or the vanilla and I'm the the very sweet yeah we have all ranges of course Raven is (laughs) okay the next one is uh one of my friends I won't say her name but she said to stop saying the f word can you tell me who it is? Just yeah. Slip it to me. Who? Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like people can read my lips. Got it. Um, a lot of people said to lose weight. Um, but I'll have to tell you, as a uh, thinner person, you can be thin and unhealthy. Very. And that's one of my goals, too, is not to lose weight or anything, but to be healthy. Because uh, skinny and healthy is not cute Mm-mm. at all. Remember, that also comes around, I think maybe our next or couple podcasts, we'll talk about fitness and Yeah, health. I want to bring John on, our so trainer. And, that'd be really fun. Yeah. Um, a lot of people are saying to read more books. I think that's amazing. I think books are great. And uh, we have increased income, decreased debt, and to travel more. A lot of people want to do those three things, which hmm. I agree. Those are all very valid There's points. some women in here that want to try to have babies. Um, best wishes and best luck. Hopefully 2020 is your year. If Mm -hmm. you are trying to get pregnant, I really love this one that I'm surprised a lot of people said too, and that is to be intentional and Uh, that can go in every avenue. That could be work, personal, Adam and I will get to ours, but to be intentional. I like that a lot, actually. Yeah. Uh, a lot saying eliminate credit card usage. Uh, to be present more, drink more water, stop buying things I don't need. You know, I think these are all very similar to what, Yeah. I mean, it's very common to have all these goals. You know, we should get Rachel um, Hammock on yeah, our podcast to talk sure. about uh, finances because oh, yeah. Rachel's a financial guru based out of San Diego. She's really helped me, guys. Oh my gosh, She's really helped me. We'll get there though. But yeah, those are a lot of my responses. Mm-hmm. That's really interesting. We are T-minus basically six months from wedding day, Raven. 
and we have teamed up with Joy, and Joy is a wedding website and a guest list that's free. It's user friendly on mobile. Uh, they have they, it syncs with registries and guest lists and so on and so forth. But the, my favorite feature of Joy is the list of invitees that will come to your wedding. And then certain invitees have a like a checkbox next to them. For example, if they went to your bachelor or bachelorette party, are they part of the wedding, oh, the cool. wedding party? So that way you can see it just live on a big screen. And then when the wedding's done, you can follow up with people with custom thank you cards. For ah. example, someone came to your bachelor party would be like, hey, thank you for coming. Thanks so much for coming. So anyways, they have save the dates and invites. It's a checklist all in one and it has planning. It keeps you organized so you can actually or we can actually have fun planning the wedding itself. I think it's really neat, but go check them out. And I really like it a lot. And it's Joy, and that's the website's withjoy.com. Cool. I think our generation of, you know, your mid-20s to mid-30s, this is what, this is what everybody wants to do. And, um, you know, you travel the world. You want to open your eyes to new experiences and new things. But at the same time, it's... You have to think about it. In order to travel, you need money. Mm-hmm. In order to have money, you need to have a job. You need, to, you know, these are the things Unless that have to pay for you everything. Yeah, you got to get rid of your debt, which is something that I have been working on. Mm-hmm. And one of my New Year's resolutions is to really stick to a budget and to eliminate debt and to work on my credit score, which I have done. That was my New Year's resolution secretly in 2019, and I'm 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 almost there. We've done it. Yeah, Adam definitely has. That's going to be my secret one for 2020: pay off credit cards. Yeah, I guess not secret now since I just said it on your show. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I think a lot of people are embarrassed of debt, but a lot of people just accept that they're always going to have it, especially student loans. And listen, everyone struggles with money issues, and you have to reach out for help. That's what I did, and um, we contacted someone that really straightened out. And you know what? It's scary. One of our scariest conversations, Adam, was uh, to talk about finances. Yes. That was like I felt like I was in a room in front of a thousand people, and I stripped naked, and people were judging my body. That's how vulnerable I felt sharing my finances with you. I can imagine. So it's very sensitive. Um, but it's so scary because it, it was, it's like a big monster that eats all my money. And I'm scared to even look at the monster because I just don't even want to deal with it. Yeah. I just want to put the monster in the closet and like shut the door and like go on about my way and pay minimal payments and period. Look, there is, you have to see this from two perspectives, right? I work in an industry where you're dealing with millions, millions, billions of dollars. And imagine these people that are in financial trouble, not in the thousands, but in the millions, right? Oh, I can't imagine. Huge issues. But also, I feel like the debt, even though mine's mine's not like hundreds of thousands or whatever, or it's not millions, a little bit of debt can feel like it's a million. Yeah, no, no, it's all relative. It can feel like you're never going to get over the hump. Yeah. I remember when I was in college, I think I had... I couldn't pay my credit card that month and it was like $3,000 balance and I was like freaking out over three grand. And yeah. I'm like, oh my gosh, I that's, need to pay that's this. That's a reality for a lot of people. It's cra- been it's, a reality for me before. It's crazy. But I think we'll we'll address that in a couple more podcasts. But it's it's a very valid thing. And it's something that when you take the next step with someone, whether you it's before getting engaged or after engaged or you know in the first couple of months, I think that needs to be something that needs to get brought up. Yes, and, look, and work on it. Like- and here's the good news. You are not every but a financial deficit. You can always, even with even if you file bankruptcy, you can get out of any issue that you need to. That's the and thing. And hiring someone to help you to know the laws, to work around those things is so important. It's Investing very, in yourself and but don't getting through be afraid. It. And this is what I told you before. Don't be afraid to ask for help. I, and I was. Ask. I was. Don't be afraid. And you have, there was, it took a little bit it to get it out of you so much. because I was like, well, Raven, what about like this month? And you're like, um, I don't know. And I'm like, well, how do you not know? You should know these numbers off the top of your head. Yeah. This is like, I just didn't want to face the music. Yeah. It's like, it's like, we're, you know, 
I know what my I'm credit glad. card balances are. I think it's the head. same though. If you flipped it, like a lot of men are afraid, like for their significant other to know that they're having like trouble because it's a oh, yeah. like old fashioned masculine thing to be like a provider, you know, which is stupid. But still, you have right. that innate feeling that it's embarrassing to yeah. need help. You know? Oh, I just so you try was to hide telling it. Adam that like our one of our conversations we've had recently because um, I'm going to get into what we're doing to help with our budget and to for me to get out of debt and to help with credit and everything. Just a little bit, not to not truly expose everything, but yeah. that's what I was just telling Adam is that I felt like I had to rely on him to help me out of this mess, and I felt some type of way about it. And he's it's not he's not helping financially, but just helping in a way that I have to tell him and him give me advice. That alone made me feel less than it's out of your comfort zone. Yeah, big time. yeah, so strange. Okay. So that was one of our resolutions, and this is how we plan to get there. So I um, have this Erin Condren budget book. You can go to erincondren.com. I have a lot of their planners. They have a budget book. Uh, day before yesterday, I did a spreadsheet of all my expenses. I budgeted for groceries, eating out. It If you get this up, uh, Plan, uh, this budget book, it really already has it out there for you. It's like, what do you spend on electric? What do you spend on gas? And I did everything. And we have a new house and splitting up bills and stuff like that, added and prepared for that. And I just was so shocked by how much money I I was spending. I didn't even realize it. Mm-hmm. It, it was si- It made me sick. I was in a bad mood the rest of the day. <laughs> but... And you have to do that in order to get a plan and get on track. So um, I also put in um, stuff from the store, credit card from the store, and things I purchased uh, store stuff on. It's all wrapped into one. So, I mean, it scared me. It made me in a bad mood, like I said. But um, one of the things, that's the first step is to knowing what you spend and where it's going to. And, you know... By looking at my budget, I realized I was paying way too much for car insurance. So mm-hmm. I need to cut that. There's there's things that I can bend, you know, and make my budget yep. smaller. Um, but another thing, and I I think it's good for everybody to look in the, into this. This may not be your cup of tea, but to do the Dave Ramsey 12 baby steps. And... I don't know if it's 12 or 7. This I think one, it's 12. This website says 7, but I think there's 12 baby steps. Um, it is all about eliminating your debt. It's the snowball effect. Go to Dave Ramsey. Um, they also have Facebook groups that I'm a part of, and it helps you allocate your money and what you should do. So those are the two things that I'm doing. I think those are great. Yeah. And you need to just set... I'm almost there. Remember, I'm almost remember there. you also have to keep in mind... <laughs> that getting to that point is easy. It's just saving more than you spend. Mm -hmm. And everybody, for the most part, unless you are a 1099, you're self-employed, or you're a freelancer, your income is constantly fluctuating, right? Yes. But if you have a W-2 job... Kevin knows. Yeah. Me and Kevin know, owning our own business. Definitely. It's very ebbs and flows. Sometimes you're flush, sometimes you're bust. (laughs) Me too. I'm 1099. If you're a W-2 employee and you know you're getting paid X amount of dollars per year, you know that you're... Expenses just can't exceed that unless yeah. you do something on the side and you have a and you're working a little extra and you're making more money on top of that. Right. But if you are in a job where, you know, again, you're not there's not a steady paycheck, that gets very, very difficult exactly. because you have to be more conscientious about what you spend on, how you save. Um, if you have a really bad month, you need to make sure you have enough reserve to make up for it. Things like that. For sure. And there's also another thing that Dave Ramsey does, and I kind of have made this into my own. There's an envelope system where you pay your bills out of. I made an envelope binder, and I can sh- I can share that on my Instagram. But if you go on, they have Facebook groups and everything to help you. Um, there, I think you do have to pay something for like the full Dave Ramsey like CDs or whatever. But there's also so many free resources out there. I love it. Okay, that was our first one. You ready for the second one? Let it ride. To get in shape Mm. and to stay healthy. And I'm not saying to lose weight. I'm saying to be healthy. Um, I think it's 
really, really hard to stick to a diet plan, a workout routine, but it's essential. And we're approaching our 30s, and now's the time. Have to be. We've got to take care of our bodies. We want to live to see, you know, 20, 50, <laughs> 70. Maybe. I would hope 20, you, you make 70. it that way. <laughs> you said 50? 2090. Yeah. 20, oh, 2090. 2050, okay. you guys will only be like 60, right? Yeah. Yeah, but isn't the average age for a woman it's like 68 68 or something really oh that's depressing maybe it's hot it <laughs> may be higher now look it up Kev, i'll look that up yeah look but it up. raven what would you say it may scare me to know like my life expansion raven life. stop <laughs> what would you say percentage or like a split would be between eating well and working out would you say it's a 50 50 a 60 40 listen i know people i you, know you're no, gonna say you something different me specifically i'm this is why I don't like to give a lot of workout advice because my genetics are completely different from everyone else's. And it's not fair for me to say, oh, you should do this, this, and this, and you're going to lose weight and you're going to look like this. You're, I'm di- I, my body's different. I carry weight completely different. I, I, I'm not as strong. I'm, there's so many flaws about my body and there's good things about it too. So, But I think I know what you're going to say. You think it's... But you didn't give me your split. Oh, um, I think it's 50-50 for me. Really? Yeah. Um, I'm probably... Wow, this is tough. Because I can still eat a little bit like crap, but as long as I'm doing really intense workouts, I'm okay. But I feel like the older I get, it's... It's it, harder it the skewing. older, yeah. Yeah, I'm, when if I was in my early, when I was playing sure. football in college, like I would eat like crap, but I'm working my ass off. And we know that when I mean every year it's going to get harder and harder. I think that's why it's important for us to start in our thirties. I mean, we should have already started. I, we, what do you mean we? Us as a whole. I know <laughs> yes. half of us has been. You've been great. But yeah, I got I some stats whenever you guys are ready. Yeah, All, right, tell run us, it, tell us. All right, so the average for males is 76.4 years and females 81.2. Oh, okay. but another thing that factors wow. in if you're American is overall around 78. Interesting, okay. probably all the McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, so um, but they go. say life expectancy in the U.S. hits record high as of 2018. Oh, that's, so that's awesome. Then I feel like it's going to keep going. I mean, with technology, science, food, eating habits. I mean. People are are getting better sleep. There are these companies now for mattresses that are, you know, making sure you get your full eight hours. Overall health is just so important. So 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 important. And we uh, we're working out for the wedding. That will be great. Will be the the best shape I've ever been in my life, and I guarantee you, I'll get pregnant. Like hey, I'll quit. <laughs> <laughs> I will probably be in the best shape of my life. You're gonna at some impregnate point me, and I'll be. <laughs> I'll get pregnant. But it's okay. There is a girl in the gym. Uh, and she was pregnant, and she was slinging weight, very safe. She was being very, very safe, but I, I was so impressed with her, and she told me, start before you get pregnant. Absolutely, and people say that once you have a kid, it's like, don't work. You can work out till eight months. I mean, full, full-fledged. Remember that one trainer? I mean, she yeah, has yeah, a, yeah, there's yeah. one trainer there that has, she's about to pop. We'll have John on, and he can tell us. Like, absolutely. Our trainer, he's amazing. Jojo uh, Fletcher has worked out with him. The Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders. Uh, there's so many people that have worked out with him, and it'd be super cool to have him on. And I've talked to him about it, and he wants to come on. So I'm we down. will get to that. All right, our next one that I have down is also to be intentional. Mm-hmm. And for me personally, I want to be intentional with my relationships, and. Uh, for example, living away from home, it's really hard. My best friends from kindergarten, um, and then just having friends all over the country, it's very hard to keep that close contact with. So I'm going to try to contact five people a week, five people a week, just send a text, give them a call and just check in with them. I, um, this is kind of a, well, this is a very sad story, but I, had a cousin pass away a few years ago, um, the day after uh, Valentine's Day, um, and she taught me something that she will never know. She taught me. She's she was an older cousin. I idolized her. Um, she died tragically in a car accident, and it was horrible. Um, but 
every year she wrote Valentine's Day cards, Christmas cards, like every birthday card she sent to everyone. It mm. was her thing. She she let everyone know she loved them. And I thought that is someone, a lot of years of reflection has gotten me here, but that is someone that I want to be. And um, I don't ever want anyone to go out of this world or me go out of this world without people knowing that I really love them and value them. Yep. I had a very close friend that I basically, that basically was my sister in junior high. A grandmother died and her name was Nana. And Nana did so much for me. Nana took us shopping. Nana took us on trips. I went to New York City for the very first time with Nana. She really opened my eyes to travel and to love and to a different religion. I I didn't know anyone that was a different religion until Nana. And she was so uh, liberal. I had never met someone so liberal-minded. And she just expanded my thought process so much. And I heard she was sick with lung cancer and uh, brain cancer and it just like spread everywhere. And I had never told her that I loved her. Like she just did so much for me. And Mm -hmm. I just wrote her a card and sent her a little angel. I didn't have any money at the time. This is a few years ago. Sent her a little angel I had got at the Dollar Tree. Mm -hmm wrapped it up and sent it to her and told her, I I just love you and thank you. And you have done so much for me in my life. You have no idea the impact that you had on me. And thankfully, I sent it to her the week before she died. Mm. And I just think all the time, what if I have this feeling toward, what if Nana would have died without me knowing that I really loved her? I would have always, always regretted not sending that in the mail, you know? For sure. So I just want to be super intentional with people and show them I love and care about them, you know? I like that. Sorry like to go on a, on a soapbox, but... It was good. No, <laughs> seriously. I like that. But I know you can be intentional in other areas. Like, Adam, I know you're super intentional at work and you try to teach that to the guys that work under you. And, you know, I've heard you before to uh, saying to be present, mindful, to you know, be very intentional at your job and what you're doing. So like, what are some things that you're going to do to be intentional? Um, I would like to meet like once a month at least with a new couple and have dinner with them. I love that. Um, I would like to um, really surround my, keep surrounding myself around people that will only take you higher. I think it's a good saying that I've, I've read before. Um, and I know that I've talked to, you know, Matt and David back at home and I wanted to do like a couple strip and the couple strip isn't necessarily in just to like goof around and, uh, have fun and drink a lot. Even we'll probably do that. (laughs) Yeah. But I would, I want it to be more of like a retreat kind of where we all sit down, we talk, we talk about like what's going on in our lives, how our kids going, what, what's our, like, how can we all help each other get higher? Right. Um, spiritually, mentally, financially, whatever. You, you have the God-given gift of everyone you meet. You always encourage them and bring them higher. I, I, tr- I try to because if they, don't, if they don't reciprocate it, then it's just weird. I have a weird feeling about it, and it just doesn't – it like, kind of fizzles with me. But, you know, whether the couple is somebody from work or an older couple, a younger couple, same age couple – I don't care. I just want to rub I, shoulders with people and Yeah, but yeah. I just want to stimulate my mind a little more. Like I loved going out when we had dinner with Jen and her boyfriend and um it's just interesting that you have like-minded people who are in the same kind of like Last state stage. stage that we are where you're making some money, you're traveling, you're now when you're dating, it isn't just kind of dating to mess around, it's dating to find your 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 significant other. And I I really like that and I hope that just to continue that that momentum. Cool. I love it. I think you're so good at that. And I think uh, rubbing shoulders with different types of people in different walks of life only make you better. Hmm. You know? I agree. There's the you know again. <laughs> okay. We're going to take a quick break and then we're going to come back. I have something that a study proves if you do this. Proves. 
well, a study shows. Okay. A study shows that if you do this one thing, that it will help you at work. Hey, Raven, have you ever had somebody walk by you and you think, wow, you smell amazing? Now, before you say anything, let me tell you something about Scentbird. Scentbird has more than 600 designer brands for you to choose from each month, and it's a subscription service. So whether it's Tom Ford, Gucci, Versace, Scentbird.com keeps you smelling good month after month. Uh, Me personally, I got the Burberry Brit, and Raven, you have the Versace Bright Crystal. And for someone like me who doesn't use cologne often, you get about 120 sprays per bottle. And it's perfect for traveling or just someone who doesn't douse a lot of it, their body with a bunch of cologne or, or perfume. And with an exclusive offer just for our listeners, you can get up 30% off your first month today. That's only $10 for your first fragrance. So go to scentbird.com slash date and use promo code date, D-A-T-E, for 30% off your first fragrance. Again, that's S-C-E-N-T-B-I-R-D.com slash date to sign up and use promo code date, D-A-T-E, to try your first perfume or cologne for just 10 bucks. Sign on, smell amazing. All right. So this is a resolution that I personally want to stick with this year because I'm in a really, really bad habit of not doing this and I need to get out of it. And um, like I said before we took a break, that study shows that this helps you do better at work. Can you guess what it is? Um, stay later. That's probably true, but no. This is like so much more simple. Work smarter, not harder. That too, yes. You're giving us nuggets of wisdom here. Keep it coming. Um, I don't know. Just lay it on me. Dressing up for work mm. every single day. I like it. Even if you stay at home. <laughs> And even if, like, you work at home is what I mean. Or you go into the office where you don't see anyone a lot of times like I do. I usually go into my office and I don't interact with a lot of people. But on days that I do have, like, freelancers or something coming over, I'm not going to get dressed, but I've gotten so lax on it that I will show up to meet people that I do business with in yoga pants and that's not professional nor okay. Or sweats in a sweatshirt. Yeah, that's my go-to. <laughs> and it's really bad because I own a clothing store, so it's like it doesn't it yeah. doesn't meet. It doesn't match, you know? <laughs> <laughs> For sure. But I found this article. My dad actually told me about it because uh, back when – sometimes you can get in a slump if you work from home. You're just, like, bored. And if you don't see a lot of people – during the day, you, you slack off because you don't really have a strict schedule and no one's really holding you accountable, right? Mm-hmm. And my dad told me that there was a study, and I have it pulled up right here, that if you, it's shown that if you get dressed professional every day, that you do better at work. Your performance is better and you get things done uh, faster and more efficient, yes. Got it. So this article that I'm reading, you can read it for yourself if you want to. It's on fastcompany.com. It's called, What Happened When I Dressed Up to Work From Home for a Week? And the study that they talk about in here, which is the same study my dad talked about, was Joy V. Paluchet. I'm sure I'm saying that wrong. And Catherine Carl. They had a study where they took people and dressed them up for work versus not being dressed at all. And they found that even though it sounds so silly, people reported feeling more authoritative, trustworthy, and competent when they are wearing formal business attire, even at home. Hmm. So I thought that was really interesting. And and it sounds so silly, but your work clothes can impact your business and personal level, and that affects your career. That actually makes sense to me. Yeah. I totally agree, especially working from home. Imagine working for, see, I've always been a fan of no matter what your profession is, as long as you go to like an office to like this, to separate home from That was another thing they said. Um, Mason Donovan, uh, he's the author of The Golden Apple 
redefining work-life balance for a diverse workforce. He said the same thing. It's a physical and visual distinction, and it helps me set boundaries. Otherwise, you could feel like work never ends. Mm-hmm. You're spot on. Um, there's also a few other things that they found out while doing the study and while other people were trying this out for themselves is one, one, the first thing is you maintain a professional perception. So even if you're working an office job or you're going into work as a doctor, they said that even wearing your lab coat can improve your work for the day (laughs) or for the week. Um, it also said that basically it's important to dress the part because people take you more professional and you too perceive yourself as more professional. Yeah. The second thing is you boost your own productivity. Thank you. I couldn't say it. (laughs) Yes. And it influences how we act. A study from Northwestern University found that the certain clothing can influence the wearer's psychological process. So this even means you don't even have to work from home. You can work at a, you know, whatever kind of job. It really changed the way that you think about your job and the way you think about how you do your job. Isn't that so fascinating? Yeah. The third one was you comply with company culture. If your company has a dress code, you should not feel you're above the rules. And complying with the culture of the rest of the company um, helps you be a part of a team. I like that. I yeah. think it's great. Um, and you don't want to put your job in jeopardy, says Donovan. So it's just smarter to comply with company rules and you feel better about yourself and about your job. And then... Uh, number four was you create boundaries, which we kind of talked about. Uh, you talked about is getting dressed. You know, when you get up in the morning and you put your suit on, when you come home and you put your sweats on, you're off work. Mm-hmm. Sometimes. Sometimes you work later. Um, wearing work clothes can send a signal that you're working and you should not be disturbed. Hmm. The fifth one is you give others a visual reminder. When you work from home, other people in your household or in your personal circle may not understand or respect your time. I totally feel this. If you are in jeans and a t-shirt and it, it wouldn't come to mind to someone else that you're working, wearing work clothes can signal that you're working and you shouldn't be disturbed. You should send that to my brother. I will. Because <laughs> he wears, my brother works for Snapchat and he wears like jeans and t-shirts. Every yeah, day. but your brother also like graduated from Harvard. Yeah. Like, come on. <laughs> he can wear MBA. whatever he wants. Okay. Um, the sixth one is you can help keep your focus. It's common to be in a situation where you're physically present, but you're mentally somewhere else. Clothes help you put everything together. Clothes can act as a reminder, dragging you mentally into work mode. Mm. That's all I have. But isn't that so bizarre that it affects you that much? And I'm not saying you need to look like a supermodel going into work. (laughs) But, you know, I need to at least look presentable. And I need to do that for myself. Yeah, I agree. And it's just, it's a, um, what's more interesting is I feel that way when I go into work. Um, even on Fridays, we call it our casual Friday dress. You know, I, I still wear... You always have a blazer on. Yeah, it's... Well, at least a dress... It's like a dress shirt, jeans, and like a blazer on. You're getting work done. It's just... obvious, And, you know, it's Friday, so it's totally different. But I I do feel like when I do put on a dress shirt, slacks, and a suit, or not slacks, but just dress shirt and a suit, I do feel like it's... Uh, it's, You're in it's work go, it's mode. go time, yeah. I also have heard you say this to people that work under you. Yeah, all the time. A lot of the guys that worked or that still work for our company, um, the, they needed a lot of help with their wardrobe to begin with. And it wasn't even, look, you don't have to have the designer stuff. It's just being Fit. well tailored. Yeah. yeah. You can Especially make, in the in the line of work that you do, yeah. being professional yeah. is how people trust you with their money. You know, for sure. And I mean, we're not our face to face interaction only happens you know a handful of times a year when we're going to conferences and you're meeting with people still you know days here and there for sure. But um, 
you can make a $50 pair of jeans look like they're $200. It's not hard. Right. It's just taking a little bit of time and money and taking Investing them in, in yourself. Yeah, totally agree. And you don't have to have, um, you know, 20 pairs of jeans. You may need maybe four or five, and they're your yeah. best ones. Different washes, so you can have darker for more formal, lighter for you know more weekend and informal uh, events. But I think it's, you got to get married to couple brands that you really really like that you know fits really well on your body and yeah stock up on it like you know my jeans like i have ag jeans i have 15 pairs of ags and i knew i i didn't get them all at once but just a little bit at a time maybe you know a couple of them a year and i haven't bought a pair of jeans in years yeah because they all fit great they stretch i don't have to touch them Remember that one time that you said your one of the guys that works under you came into the office with with his well tailored suit, like first time he ever got it tailored, and you're like, it was a different person. Oh, hundred percent. It's his power suit. Yeah, and he just came in and he did it, and he like he just had an he was confident about himself. BDE. That's that is so crazy. That clothes has that effect on you, which I should probably know that by now, but I've just gotten to the point where I'm like, I'm into go do work. Like I don't need to look cute, but really I do need to present myself to the world as a professional person. Yeah. And I, I mean, it's tough because it depends on what your work is. The thing is, if you're in like, you're doing labor type work, it's much different oh, than sure. office type work. Yeah. So totally, you have totally. to, you have to make it work for what it's worth. I mean, you, you're constantly moving around all day. So yeah, to wear a good pair of like leggings or pants or whatever are great because you're constantly moving. Yeah, and you're they're stretching with your body. But you know, women women's much harder than men because do you wear a blouse? Is it a dress? Do you do this? And it's uh, it's way above my head. But you you can talk about this more in another episode. Yeah, I think it's just like personal style too. What you what you feel comfortable in, mm-hmm. what you feel good mm-hmm. about, and chic. Okay, next topic. You ready? Yep. Okay, this is a big one, and this one was also in our DMs a lot of what your New Year's resolutions were too. So I know you can feel me on this, but it is to get organized. (laughs) Adam's laughing because I'm the most unorganized person you will ever meet in your life. And your mom's 180 polar opposite. Yeah, me and my mom are complete opposites in that aspect. But um, So how are you going to get organized? um, First, I am, I've already done a little bit. We've been to Goodwill. We dropped off uh, some tubs of clothing and stuff. I'm getting down to my essentials of what I need and just not the pair of shoes I bought at Target two years ago that I can't let go of that I've never worn. Mm -hmm. Um, That's one thing. Uh, The next thing is I haven't implemented this, but I am this week. I am setting a morning routine. I have my vitamins by the bed where I'm going to take my vitamins every morning. I have a little jewelry box that I pull my essential everyday jewelry out of and all the other stuff stashed away. I'm redoing the cabinets in the bathroom to where I have my essential makeup and my essential hairstyling mm. stuff. So when I get up, it's all organized. I'm not like digging around for the curling iron or I'm not, you know, digging through my jewelry box, leaving things everywhere. That's one thing. Yeah. And I'm getting rid of the stuff that I don't use. Just like going to Goodwill, uh, I dropped off like four tubs of things that I did not use and did not wear for years. And there was no sense of hanging on to them. I don't want to be sentimental towards clothing. I just don't want, I want to be able to let things go. So that's what I did. And um, I also am getting my car organized. I have bought my essentials for my car, so hand sanitizer, fragrances for the car to smell good, and I'm going to make an effort to every time I leave my vehicle, anything that doesn't belong in my car is taken out. Yes. Um, Please. What else? Going through my closet was just like a big thing. It's not that I have a lot of clothes. I know that shocks a lot of people, but getting rid of things that I don't need. Yep. And when we move, you'll have kind of a fresh... Cl- I like... The only reason why I like moving is because... You get rid of all the stuff. Me too. You get a mass purge of all it's the a, stuff yeah. that you don't like. It's a, forced, it's a forced way of being organized. You have no idea. Once the very last item out of your house is removed, you're like, wow, like 
there is so much weird crap that I have. Yeah. And but like weird, but there's some things obviously you need to hold on to, and some things need to just be organized. Right. Um. But I would love to work honestly with like, um. I forget. There's these like professional organizing companies. Yeah. You know? I want to contact a few just so we can. I know you would love that. Um. But yeah, we're moving. That's a huge thing that we're going to purge everything in the house that we don't need or use. Like, I'm so serious about this. I'm ready to dump it or donate it. Like, if it's worth donating, I'm going to take the time to make a pile and I'm going to take the time to drive across town and drop it off to someone that needs it. And that's, I'm going to actually, another thing, Adam, is I'm going to go through all uh, the makeup. I have already to some degree, but I have tons and tons of makeup that have been gifted or that I just don't use. And I'm going to drop it off at that woman's, uh, what's that place your mom was telling us about? You can donate your work clothes and stuff for women that are trying to get back into the Uh, work field. I forget. I forget what it's called. Um, but that's what I plan to do with my makeup is to don't to donate it to the women that are trying to get back in the work field. I like it. So yeah, you're pretty organized, but is there anything you want to work on? Uh, well, your topic is organization. I, your, your closet, for those that don't know out there, we have a walk-in closet and guess when I, when I say we guess who actually has all their stuff in there. Adam Gottschalk. I do not have one Adam in there. And I have a closet in the laundry room that is, I'm not kidding, probably five feet long or like. It's very generous. It's a good amount of space. Is it shorter than that? I don't know. But five feet's a lot. But we need to go through your closet just because there's a lot of stuff you don't wear. And I'm sure we could, you have really great things that we could donate. Yeah. We get it. Obviously, there's things to go through. I think organizing wise, for me, it's more work schedule like um i think being very uh organized with your time efficiency yes that's huge because sometimes you'll be doing something and then you get pulled in one direction and then you try to go back and finish the one thing you did and then you're like oh i got another thing and it gets pulled another way and then you can't finish it and then before you know it's four o'clock you're like what the heck and then it's time to go home you're hungry you're hangry you're like you don't know what to do so i think getting um i've always had a good routine Uh, i I think, but I think it's just being extremely efficient yeah. with work. Um, yeah. But, you know, because you and I work in lines of work where every day is different. There's not For one sure. thing you're really working on, but there's there's a there's a generic theme Flow. that mm-hmm. you kind of go through. So whether it's you get in the work and, you know, you're cleaning out the, you, you do a, one quick sweep of your floor, right? The sweep is to kind of get you started and be, and get ready for game mode. So you sweep the floor prep the backdrops, do what you need to do. Or for me, it's, um, I'd like to catch up on news things and things that are in, in the, in the world first, get yeah. my mind ready and set. So that way I can use that theme for, if I'm talking on the phone with somebody and I know what's going on in, in the world and in the news. So I'm always making sure that, you know, I'm kind of in the know with that stuff. And then, uh, I drink my morning smoothie and then I start making, I, we're going through calls and business development stuff starting at right at 1030. So that way, if we call people in California, it's not too early and uh, East Coasters are already. Just being really smart about your time. Absolutely. I, that's one, another thing that I want to do is to get up early and to do my, uh, reflect my daily reflections or, you know, my prayers for the day, reflect on the day write down a list of things that I need to do. I've been, I have done that before 2020, the last. Would you like me to hold you accountable? Yeah, but sometimes I wake Mm. up earlier than you when I do these things and I make a list and I just feel so much better about my day. I have my morning coffee. I read, I uh, pray, you know, and do things that really get my mind right for the day too, which looks a little bit different than your day, but it's, it's both, very efficient for what we need. Yeah. And so I think that's really good. Uh, Speaking of reading, another resolution that a lot of people share with me is to read more books. Mm. I read, you're not a reader, but you love Audible. I I love, I'm I'm too ADD for some books. I'll be reading. And you're always going, going, going. Like Adam can't sit down, so he just pops his earbuds in and he listens to um, his audiobook and he's like so good to go. Yeah. I'm more, more of a reader. I'm more of a relaxing, calm down. Hey, whatever floats your boat. Exactly. Sweetie. It's different. But you do get your books in. Yeah. So that's awesome. 
you have to. What's your favorite book you read this past year? Um, we had, well, I, I mentioned this something on podcast three. I love The Third Door, one of my favorite books. It was so relatable. I felt like it was nostalgia just going back in time and figuring out all the things I used to do growing up. Um, but I also like, it was one book that we read as a group at work. It was called the seven successful habits of being, or the seven habits of being highly successful. Yes, yes, yes. I remember you saying that. And those are all, they're all valid. And these are all writers and editors that have written biographies and studied, uh, you know, very successful people and and people that have done things, um, kind of the, the mountain movers of, of our generation and, and not really our generation, but mountain movers of, of the world that we live in now. For sure. And I, I loved it a lot. So, and I read it, I would use the book to just kind of supplement me, but the audiobook was great because it's a 30 minute commute to work every day. And I could bang out like a chapter or a chapter and a half just on my commute. Right. Or if I'm reading, like, you know, sometimes when you're reading a book, you read and then there's something else that pops in your head and then you finish the page. You're like, <laughs> what did I just read? Yes. That's me like 24 seven. Yes. I like that, and I need to read both of those books. Adam's been telling me to read The Third Door, read The Third Door, and I I have to. I have it at the house. I actually was pretty good. This is one of my New Year's resolutions for last year, and I was pretty good at this. And some of my favorites, if you are looking for a book to read, is Uninvited by Lisa. I'm going to know I'm going to say this wrong. Turkist. I could be saying that wrong. Hands down, a great book. I love it. Um, another one I really loved is Love Does and Everybody Always by Bob Goff. I also read Crushing and Soar by T.D. Jakes and a lot of other books um, I read, but those are just a few of my favorites. And I asked some of you guys what you thought uh, was a good breed or what was on your list. So I'm just going to rattle off some book names because everyone, every time I post what are you reading? Everyone wants me to share. So I'm just going to share it super quick. Go for it. Maybe a little boring for some people, but <laughs> okay. The first one, somebody said, my friend Kyle said, Gucci Mane, autobiography for real though. It was, was really great. And I've seen this book a lot in the airport. So she highly recommends it. Um, there's also a friend that said, or my cousin, Catherine said, I'm reading Own Your Every Day by Jordan Dooley. Uh, Smart Women Finish Rich is up next. And actually Adam's mom just bought me that book. So that's on my up next as well. And then someone said, The Couple Next Door, Before We Were Yours, and currently reading Where the Crawdads Sing. My friend Heather said that. And I've heard so many things. Everyone on Instagram has told me Where the Crawdads Sing is a must read. So maybe that should be in your up next. Uh, One of my mama friends uh, named Destiny said to read Risen Motherhood. It's a good mama read. And you and me forever if you are getting married or if you are married. And then someone said Five Love Languages, which you all know we've read before. And a lot of people said, where the crawdad sings. I'm like reading over these again. Um, Miss Susie said, pocket change um, by Walnut Ridge's own Debbie Archer. Winter Cottage by Mary Ellen Taylor. If I Live series by Terry Blackstock. Educated by Tara Westover. Educated is another book that was highly uh, recommended. And Ben Higgins' girlfriend also said that, Adam that that is one of the best books. When we actually met her for the first time, she said she was in the middle of reading it. So Educated is a really highly uh, recommended one. Um, I got a few more here. So The Great Alone by Kristen Hanna. The Nightingale by Kristen Hanna is also good. That came from Taylor, Taylor and Crystal. And then a friend named Holly said, We Were the Lucky Ones by Georgia Hunter. It's based in World War II, and it's very good. And, yeah, that's it. That's that's my book list from people that are readers. I love it. I think it's uh, we hit the whole spectrum there. Yeah, I just wanted everyone – I know that's kind of boring to some people, but everyone wants to know what what people suggest, and there's so many – People that reach out on Instagram to suggest books that this is a very good variety of books to read. Yeah. Okay. 
Moving on if you're bored and not a book nerd. One of mine and Adam's couple goals this year, besides getting married, is therapy. Ah. That's couples therapy. Mm -hmm. And we want to make sure we're doing all we can to prepare for our marriage into our future together. And that is by preparing some things that we may not know we need to be prepared about. Yeah. So I'm excited to do that with you. Likewise. I also have a friend that is going through a lot of things. Her mother has passed. There's a lot going on with her husband who was uh, not faithful to her, and she is in therapy. And I promise you guys, this girl has been in therapy for over a year, and she is handling everything in her life so well when I would just crumble. She is a rock star, and she says everything is so good because of therapy. She had a base foundation with therapy, and she's rocking and rolling now. She's getting her life together and in order despite some horrible things that have happened to her. And she she says it's therapy. I like it. So I think it, I think therapy, everyone should see a therapist. I think it's, uh, even when things are going well, it's great to just go um, and talk to somebody. They're like non-biased third-party opinions and For sure. advice. Obviously, we're no therapists ourselves, but we're just here just talking about our experiences. But this is somebody who understands this. They stud- they've studied it, um, and they specialize in certain areas. So whether it's marriage counseling, anxiety, depression, whatever it is, it's great to talk to somebody to just share your feelings. And the majority yeah. of your health insurance, your copay, all you have to do is pay a copay, and a lot of it's insured as long as it's with a network. So take sure. advantage of that. True. And for those that don't have insurance or that aren't uh, able to pay for a therapist because it can be super expensive, there's so many apps. There's the BetterHelp app and like there's, I think it's BetterHelp. There's other apps out there that are so good and you pay weekly. You can cancel anytime. This is not an ad. I've literally used this before when I had no money and needed a therapist very, very badly. And they were there 24-7 and you can text them and you can just do it all over the phone, which made it so convenient and easy. You didn't have to go into an office. But I think if you go into an office, that's amazing and that you should do that. But if, if you're in a sh- on the struggle bus or you can't get into the office, go the app route, you know? Yeah, totally agree. Um, one final thing before we close. My final resolution is to not focus so much on Instagram. I think it's social media. Yeah, that too. Instagram is amazing. We talk to you guys through Instagram. We post a lot. We share a lot. I mean, it's been amazing. But my goal for 2020 is to continue to make my life so much better off of Instagram that posting a picture can't even describe the happiness and the fulfillment I have in my real life. Yes, that's so true. I think sharing on Instagram is amazing and awesome. I love being on Instagram. I love seeing people on social media. I love talking to people on Facebook, all the things. I love scrolling on TikTok, but it's not a priority. And your real life is your priority. And coming from someone who, this is not a brag or a humble brag or anything, but coming from someone who has a million followers, followers will not make you happy. Mm-hmm. And it's your closest friends that will. That's right. It's people. it's your real life, your real relationships, your real love. Instagram. I know someone out there listening to this is like, if I could make it to twenty thousand, I'd be happy. Or if I made it to a hundred thousand, if I only had a million followers, like life would be great. It won't. Give it up. It won't. Work on yourself. Work on your your real life, not your internet life. Yeah. And that is my goal too: is to continue that and to be better at it. Yes. Raven, that's so sweet. Thanks. I really, I will try my best to keep you in line on all your You do a great job already. 
because there's so much anxiety and crazy stuff that comes with like posting a picture. Like it's crazy. I don't want to be a be a slave to the gram. I want it. to use it to talk to people that I love, like you guys, and to share pretty things and fun things. But at home is my priority, and our real life is just going to be so much better than what we can show on Instagram. And I encourage all of you guys to make your real life your best life and let your Instagram not even be able to reflect the joy and the happiness and the love that you have in your real life, that no one can ever see how great it is because it's something not tangible. Amen. That's all I have, boo. Perfect. Well, I appreciate everybody listening in on this, and um, we are going to try to structure our date night for 2020. So we're going to have top, not only just dating, but these are topics that you talk about when you're out with friends and you're hanging out with people. And these are just topics you have when, when you're grabbing drinks with the guys. What do you talk about other than just what's going on in your life? What are you talking about in your relationship? And that's ideally what we're trying to harness and capture here. So we appreciate all you guys and thank you for coming on again. Yes. We love you guys. Let us know what you want us to talk about. We want you to be included in the conversation. And like I said earlier in the podcast, if you ever see us out, please stop us and say hello. We want to see you. We want to meet you and we just love you. Over and out. Have the best 2020 ever. Bye.